0: And welcome to the Emerald Gamescast, not a numbered episode this time, but our special Game of the Year episode we promised back when we talked about TheraPunk 2077 last time around. My name is Nolan, with me is, as always... I am Janelle. And of course... I am Alex. And returning for the second time on the show... Uh, I'm Frankie. My long-seated plot
1: to overthrow Alex as the third guest uh, or host has not worked out, but I'm back it here to failed. Take back, I'm back here to take back my rightful spot.
0: But it might one day unless you find strong competition in our next guest, brand new to the show.
2: Hey, what's up guys? My name's Dylan. Um I remember running into nolan on the campus of the <laughs> university of oregon where he said i'm starting a gaming podcast i'd love to have you on anytime." Whoa. it has Oof. been two years i know
0: oh, I, oh, no. I was gonna bring that
2: up later actually because there was something that you told me and you were like
3: i want to talk about this and i'm pretty sure you're gonna get to talk about it um but but we'll get to that when it comes uh point is we brought on some special guests to uh and and enrich our our take on what our favorite games of 2020 were.
0: Yeah, and uh, so, you know, obviously we would love to do this big old lavish, luxurious, giant Game of the Year fest and talk your ears off, but for the sake of being succinct, we're each going to have our Game of the Year and our runner-up. So, like, if you came to this episode kind of wanting the official uh emerald games cast consensus game of the year there probably won't be one of those but there will be some takes from some friends and uh the real question is who wants to start because we didn't decide that in advance and i i guess just which which one of you which one of you is like rip roaring to go over here
3: i feel like we could go in the order we introduced ourselves right so nolan janelle me frankie dylan okay okay Oh, geez. I guess we want our guests to go
1: first. I don't know. I was going to say, I feel like Dylan's arrival on this podcast is, is well overdue and should get his talking time in Let's, first. But, uh, yeah, I like that.
4: Star of like the that. show, Dylan. Oh, okay.
2: Please. Well, here we go. So What's I was originally... Up? so I just want to give a quick shout out to Spider-Man Miles Morales as my runner-up to the runner-up. It's very good. Um, my runner-up cool. is The Last of Us Part 2. Um, the first Last of Us, I bought it on launch. I kind of got a ps3 just to play like uncharted and last of us and it was like one of the greatest gaming experiences that i had ever had i beat it all in like a few days and up until 2020 i had beaten like four games in my life like i beat 20 this year but before that i did not finish games so the fact that i finished last of us is like
0: four were it's
2: like last of us i'm just counting like several pokemon games as one game (laughs) (laughs) uh twilight princess And like I don't even remember what the other one was. Mario Sunshine, Luigi's Mansion, right? Oh yeah, Mario Sunshine, Luigi's Mansion, Sonic Adventure 2. So maybe like you had a good life. You had a good life. Yeah. (laughs)
0: Yeah. And I just kept
2: replaying those games. But then I also finished Last of Us, thought it was great. Could not wait for Last of Us Part Two. Bought it at launch. I I love the writing. I thought the fact that I have a base PS4, so that thing was a jet engine when it was playing this game. (laughs) So it kind of necessitated that that I had a headset on. But that was good because, like, the surround sound in the game is, like, so immersive. Um, and I even had, like, one of the early plot events spoiled for me, despite me, like, avoiding marketing material. And it didn't even matter because I still had an amazing gaming experience that I thought about for weeks after I finished the game. And I, I just think it's great. I don't know why it's so divisive. I mean, I know why. But I don't... I don't agree with it. But yeah, you don't get it. Yeah. It's so
3: good. I've definitely heard people be very, very spicy about this game. I haven't played it. Not because I am spicy, but because I haven't gotten around to playing the first game. So.
2: Well, I would highly recommend it. I can let you borrow the first game. I own a physical copy.
3: I I do, too. I just haven't got around to playing it. (laughs) I just, you know, I got other things on my plate. I'm a busy man. I'm a professional boy. Mm -hmm.
4: He says months after talking about that Spongebob game. <laughs> that Spongebob <laughs> game was good.
3: Yeah.
2: Is that Battle for B- Bikini Bottom?
3: Yeah, yeah.
0: That's not on my list, but it's, okay. it's, it's a good game. <laughs> Alex's Game of the Decade. It's fun. Spongebob in the Battle for Tommy's Damn.
4: So so that's just your runner-up? <laughs> and that yeah. That fucking fell yeah. so flat. Oh, And yeah. so you want me to so... go
2: into my Game of the Year now? Well, yeah. yeah.
3: Oh, do we want to do that, or do we want to kind of round-robin it and build up to well,
4: that? The Last of
0: Us 2 will come up later. Here's the thing. Yeah, I'm, I, think yeah. That, oh, okay.
4: I think that for most of us, The Last of Us 2 is going to come up a lot. Yeah. Oh,
0: yeah. So. Yeah, I, I, I wasn't saying anything, because I, I was going to kind of save my piece for when I talk. But, uh, yeah. Yeah. So, what's the what's the number one, the Academy Award, according to Dylan? Okay. Um, So, my game of the year is
2: Final Fantasy VII Remake.
4: Yes. Cool. Okay.
2: I think you... Nomura... So for so this is my first appearance on the show. So I think I should let people know, just all you, all you need to know about me is that I love Zack Snyder. And <laughs> is Nomura, that really a thing you want to advertise about yourself? Yes. And Nomura is like the Zack Snyder of video game direction. And I think oh. Final Fantasy VII Remake was just like, I know it's padded. I know it doesn't really make sense i will argue it does but it
0: doesn't <laughs> wait does it make sense to you
2: it makes sense if you are willing to put in the extra effort to watch a bunch of podcasts talk about the game after you finish <laughs> it
0: so oh, okay
4: but i but wait per- Hold on, both of you. In my in my twenty four years of life, I have never had a major Final Fantasy Seven spoiler, any of them. I don't know fucking anything other than Sephiroth will appear. Do not spoil this game for oh, me because I am no. I was on not right going now. to because okay.
2: because I have heard this about you, and it makes me very jealous.
3: You're working on the original game, you mean? Not yeah, the remake. but
4: right. Yeah. But we're gonna play that.
3: Yeah, yeah, When we're done, yeah. so. so
2: Just just really
3: quick. I have not finished this game. I am maybe... Maybe halfway? Maybe less than halfway? You're gonna hate it. (laughs) Here's the thing. I already think I do. Um, (laughs) I, I read an interview... Forever ago. Back when I was really interested in this game. Where they said they were gonna tweak a few things. And one of the things they wanted to do... Was treat Sephiroth like the shark from Jaws. And so... One of two things happened. They either decided not to do that, or they've never seen the movie Jaws in their fucking life, because he's in... he's there all the fucking time. He keeps showing up in, in drawn-out cutscenes and being, like, dramatic and scary, instead of there being any sort of slow build-up or question. Oh. It's This game has the remake issue, where it knows that you know about what came before it, and, like, it, it really likes to hammer that home, if that makes any sense, you know? Yes.
2: But as the person who has finished the game, I will say cool. all of that does make sense when you put put in the homework to figure out what was actually happening the whole time. Which is why, <laughs> why it is my I game have of the to do that? No I, I which is why I said that you will hate the game. But for <laughs> me, I loved it. I love that it rewards a second playthrough where the entire game is recontextualized. And I thought and also just I played this game before having ever played Final Fantasy 7. I knew, like, the major, broad plot spoilers, but I-, I didn't know that much about the plot of Final Fantasy 7. So there was multiple things that happened in Remake that I didn't know was going to happen that, sh- like, gave me a visceral, emotional reaction. I loved all of the characters. Every time they would just, like, hang out and talk, I thought it was awesome. So I didn't That's even true. Mind I did love that. So I didn't even mind that it was padded because I'm like, I get to spend more time in Midgar. That's dope. Um, But I do understand people who are like, it's really padded and the ending just comes out of nowhere. And I'm like, it's definitely not handled super well. But I do think what they're doing with the remake series of games Mm -hmm. is super inventive and super cool. And like I I said that Last of Us Part 2 made me think for like a few weeks. I'm still thinking about remake. And it came out in March. And I have like... I still spend probably like an hour a week, just like, what are people writing about seven remake? And like, what are the fan theories about what's going to happen next and stuff?
4: I, like, I So that's what,
2: so that just, how much enjoyment the game has given me, plus the gameplay is like the most fun action RPG that I've ever played. So that's why it's my game of the year.
0: It looks really fun. I think I'm it's really funny. I'm deeply excited to play this game. Sorry, Alex, go ahead. So, no, you, you can go ahead if you had more to say. Well, because when it came out, I remember it getting a pretty middling reception and a lot of fans being upset about the differences between it and the original. But the longer it's been out, the the critics that I really like and respect, I'll name drop them, Jacob Geller, Tim Rogers, have been saying that it is not like... A random purposeless differentiation from the original but that mm-hmm. it is they're sort of using this game as like a meditation on the purpose of a remake and that it is a i i guess according to some people makes it way more interesting than if they just copied the original so to me i'm kind of coming at this from like i haven't i haven't played it but i'm thinking final fantasy 7 will never not exist i can it won't ruin that game being there well, but sure like yeah. it's it's cool to mm-hmm. me that they're doing something new and that's exciting i think
2: yeah i i Janelle, if you because you because you have no spoilers for Final Fantasy VII, I know I said that I played this before playing Final Fantasy VII, and then I went back and beat Final Fantasy VII. But please don't do that. I think you can, <laughs> but please play Final Fantasy VII and then play remake. Because I also think if you have beaten the fir- you have beaten the original, that the remake is a more rewarding experience.
4: Uh, Nolan and I bought it last January to play together and have sat down to play it twice. <laughs> so we're working on it. Maybe okay. at this rate in five years I'll be done. In our defensive
0: well, so remake video two games. will
2: be
3: out.
4: Yeah yeah yeah. 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 <laughs> you, you think that'll be out so, in five years, are you kidding me? They
2: have no the way. assets made. If they could make Majora's Mask in a year, Nomura can make Final Fantasy Seven Remake yeah? Two in five.
0: That's true. If One. you use the same animation from 15 where you squeeze between two narrow objects, <laughs> you can just fuse that
2: over and over. It needs time to load. <laughs> I know. But it's, it's a big city. I remember, Have I you when heard I first the told, base PS5?
0: Yeah. No, I remember when I, when, I, when, I, when, I, when I first told you why Joel and Ellie spend so much time slowly opening sliding garage doors. Why
4: are you yelling on me right now? <laughs> <laughs> why are you fucking doing this to no, me No, because right when
0: now? someone first told me, I was like, that's amazing. Yeah. I yeah. was
4: like, that's it's, amazing. It's brilliant.
0: It's, it's bearing walls. Once you, once you notice it, once you notice it, it's like, oh, that's why the tunnel, there's this tunnel in Half-Life 2 that's three minutes long. <laughs> that's crazy. So why, I feel
1: like the first time I ever noticed that was in a Metroid Prime. Oh, yeah. One, the elevator, but two, so just like sometimes the doors
0: took longer to open than others because they were loading in a bigger room. Yeah. So wait, did you like notice it and then like intuit it, or did you get told about it? Uh, I feel like I was just I don't like, know, man, hey. that's so long ago. Because <laughs> <laughs> when I when, when I thought that I don't know, I was a dumb kid. Like it never occurred to me that it was loading. I thought there must be some reason why they made this door half as long. Yeah, yeah. You know, I, I was probably was on the weird. same wavelength as a kid. I, yeah,
2: man. But I was just really dumb as a kid. I never took up on that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I just want to say about Final Fantasy Seven uh, Remake I, I haven't played it at all, it's definitely on my list I played FF7 back in like middle school and there's no reason why I haven't like touched the game yet, I just haven't gotten around to it I um, know mm-hmm. that when uh, 4 out of 5 of us went to PAX uh, I guess, oh my god like a year and a half ago almost now yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. It was one of probably the hypest thing, or at least the one of the hypest mm-hmm. things there. Like it was like crazy popular, and all you did was like play through like I guess what probably is like the first boss in the game. Yeah. But it was yeah, like yeah. the way it was set up was like insanely hype, and like the shows were also cool. Yeah.
3: They took like Disney, Disneyland. That's the best thing Square Enix has ever done with Disney. Is they took their theatrics and made like a queuing area, and then like a lead in, and like they had lore, and it was it was super cool. Um, the last thing I want to say about Final Fantasy VII Remake, though, is that it is a lot like Kingdom Hearts in a lot of ways, and not all of those ways are good ways. Um, so... Okay.
2: But here is my counter-argument to okay. when people say that this is just more Kingdom Hearts BS. Kingdom Hearts oh. has no end game, and he is just trying to be able to make Final Fantasy Thirteen verses eventually.
0: <laughs>
2: Final Fantasy Seven, there is an end game. There is a the game end. <laughs> the The story of the first game is like a thing that exists and is being adapted so no matter how hard he tries he cannot differentiate off that timeline too much that's an
3: excellent point actually that that's honestly like a very very good point point.
2: and also just there's things set up in this game that like i don't think will be paid off until like future games that are that de- like just based on theories I've read that make me confident that he has a plan okay. that it's not, that it's not just like JJ J. Abrams force awakens. I don't know what's happening. Mystery <laughs> box. I think they actually were like, we here's what we want to do. We're getting very old. And if, and if we have, and if we want to make this remake the way we want to, we have to start now because we work slow.
4: Yeah.
0: Damn. And I would, I would always rather have somebody, with a lot to say and a real ambitious way to do it take their time than just make like a game that is Final Fantasy VII but prettier.
4: Yeah, because that has worked so well with Shenmue.
0: Hey, <laughs> to, to be fair, Shenmue Three maybe people shouldn't have let Yu Suzuki do anything that he wanted to do because Yu Suzuki is the George Lucas of video games. That's my hot take. Shenmue Three
4: is my number one Least favorite game of 2020.
0: I can't, that didn't even come out this year.
4: It <laughs> Came out in 2020. January. Seriously? No Maybe.
0: way. No. What? Okay. I, I
2: think it did come out in 2020,
4: didn't it? it Holy out, shit. Yeah.
0: Oh.
2: She's
1: right. Wow. You think, wow. That's you think that? You think that? Shenmue Three caused the coronavirus? Or
4: I think Sonic oh. it was think actually
2: did. Final Fantasy VII Remake.
4: <laughs> <laughs> so
0: it came out in March. Shenmue Three is the is the anti game of the year according to the Emerald Games Cast. Um, but I will say, before we move on from Shenmue 3, though, which I know is just, you know, the big the big topic of the night, you Suzuki, you did good putting that notebook in the hotel room when you first reached the place that I can't remember the name of after Bailu Village, where you see all the Kickstarter backers notes they left, made me choke up. Oh, it just that straight made, it made me, me cry. made me cry.
4: Yeah.
0: And it was amazing and I don't regret playing that game for that moment alone. Well, but by god, you can't proudly come on stage and say you don't play video games and you don't care about them and then make a video game and act like you're any authority on how to do that. That's my take. For it's the record, Nolan it. is
4: saying <laughs> Nolan is saying he liked it for that moment alone, but as somebody watching him, that moment was like 10 minutes worth of him flipping through pages. Oh yeah. It was so unpleasant after <laughs> 1 minute. It was awful. Yeah,
0: but if you played Shenmue 1 and 2, there's so much heart Yeah, and Yeah, and you
4: get that after like two pages of And you play it, Shenmue 2 and, and, you're going. Like,
0: and you're like, It's like the finally, fucking Odyssey. You're like, I finally get to see Bailu Village. It's like the edge of the earth. And I'm so excited. And then you get to Bailu Village. And there's a capsule machine with a toy of you in it. It's bad. But so let's I, move on. Yeah, I was going to say, I don't, this isn't the Shenmue podcast. It's it's over. So, I think, Dylan, unless you had more to say, we should go to the next guest. I do oh. not. <laughs> Frankie? Oh, boy. To uh we were
1: talking about worst game of the year, I'm just going to mention that real quickly. Mario 35 is terrible, and I hate, I hate it. Oh, it's so <laughs> bad. It's so aggressively it's so bad. bad. It's so bad. It's uh, so bad. That's it. Alrighty, cool. Cool. Um, so this will be a contentious one uh my runner-up game of the year did not come out in the year 2020 and it is among us uh, yes i'm counting it in this for many 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 reasons uh one of which being a, it was the biggest game of the year in terms of like online presence um both on youtube and twitch um among Us is a very fun game, uh, just like naturally in and of itself, uh, with all the little tasks and the like a whole mafia aspect of it. Uh, but more than anything, like it's a really awesome game that brought a lot of people together um, during you know time where we had to be apart for an entire year uh, plus. Um, and like it's a really good game for because it's really entry level too. Like none of the mini games, the tasks are like difficult anyway. Like they're just like very small little things. Um, I just really appreciate the, like how much fun it brought me with my friends and playing with friends of friends, um, as well as like the way it really brought a lot of people on like who are content creators together as well, which brought a lot of communities together in that way. Um, so yeah, I mean the game came out several years ago, but like it had this like crazy, huge surge this year and became like the biggest game. Um, and I really enjoy it. And I have to give a lot of preps to the devs who have worked really hard. Um, since it's really blown up. And I've had little additions here and there, little quality of life stuff, some accessibility Only stuff as well. Only four devs, right? Yeah, and some like, a lot of really good accessibility stuff too, like for colorblindness and other things like that. Um, and I'm really looking forward to the new map as well.
4: I, I really admire that they just canceled making a second one like in favor of just improving the first right. one. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I started my new job just a few months ago, so like long after people stopped being in the office and like a lot of the time me and my coworkers just play that together. And it is straight up the only way I've been able to like comfortably get to know anybody, which I'm super grateful for working at home with a bunch of strangers. You know, this game I used to be on team. It shouldn't count because it's old, but like, even if it's not the greatest game that was made this year, it's the most influential game this year by far.
0: Yeah. This is a weird comparison, but it, it reminds me of like what I feel like Rocket League was for a lot of people, where the, the, the game mechanics are super, super simple, but it, it facilitates so much conversation and can be blown so wide open with what you can do with it. Like, Have you guys seen the mod where you use proximity voice chat? Oh, yeah.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: That's, That's really cool. Yeah. I love like that. Listener, go, Wait, go look that up.
4: I didn't know about that at all.
0: Yeah, it's great. It's like you are allowed to voice chat during the matches, but you can't hear anyone unless you're right next to them, basically, or if you're in the same room. And if so... you're farther away, they sound farther away. It's
3: really
4: like, good. Like that other game we were into for two what? minutes.
0: Squ- squad. plasma.
3: Flasma. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: Why don't I think squad? I,
3: I will say, I think that the this game rides and dies, depending on who you play it with. Like, I personally yeah. cannot understand why you would want to play this with online randos yeah like you just lose yeah. any and all meaning with that if you don't have people that you can communicate with it, especially it's... Some people don't have friends game. alex well yeah but like if you get... <laughs> <laughs> get, get your friends because like it, it it becomes a much better game i feel like if you're able to do that
0: yeah i i, I know that it works online with randoms for a lot of people uh but I think you're right that it's it's sort of like those like board games that try to get you to guess what your what your friend would say or something it kind of relies a lot on that sort of intuition and it it
1: goes along a bit with what I was saying earlier it's like even if you don't have like a lot of like friends who can play it like obviously there are online communities as well but Mm -hmm. like I know like my little sisters who like haven't played games like really at all their entire lives they have among us on their phones like it's super accessible like they're like anyone can just download on their phone and play it super easily i feel like like finding friends for people like you obviously also uh, like online communities like it's just it's such an easy game to like get into uh, mechanically and all that so yeah yeah give it to your parents you know they'll figure it out
0: um
1: yeah so that was my runner-up game of the year um and then my game of the year was the reason they brought y'all brought me on the podcast the first time was talk about the last of us part two um i said i guess i, I said a lot of my thoughts on that hour-long plus episode <laughs> um so i won't spend like too long talking about it here um but i do I, mean, I love the game when i first played it um and when i was on the show and i still really do love it um, i think the game overall um the more i've thought about it the i've have more and more issues um with some of the choices and some of the I guess some of the writing not a lot of it um but some of the decisions they made but like ultimately like I still think it's fantastic (laughs) like I like I'm so much I'm so glad that they um even if like all of the decisions and the choices that they made um didn't like always hit like it didn't always land um that they like really went for it like the like Naughty Dog, like the whole writing team, like they they went for it. And I have to respect that. because um, they it could have been really easy to just make another kind of like survival horror game in the same vein as the first one. Um, but they decided to like really test, um, like narrative in a video game, like with the whole like, um, split story thing. It's like, I don't think I've really seen that mm-hmm. in their game before. It's, I've only ever seen that in like books before, really. Um, and so yeah, I, don't know, I really appreciate that they pushed the envelope. Um, and even if everything didn't land, at least they tried. And I have to respect that. Oh. Um, but, yeah, if anyone just, else has anything to say.
3: Really quick, um, just, the, oh, the, yeah. the, just the, the way that you said that reminds me of every discussion I've ever had with someone about The Last Jedi. Speaking of Star Wars, like we brought up earlier, where it's like, oh, well, I didn't like the choices. that People are like, oh, I thought the choices they made were bad. But, you know, me being like, well, maybe I could see that. But, like, there was so much passion and heart. And, like, they understood mm-hmm. what the story was about. And, like you said, they went with it. So, yeah. I always think that's an interesting comparison because I have heard the two brought back to back before. But Janelle, as someone who's actually played the game, what were you going to say?
4: I was just, I think I, I think I asked you guys about this on that episode, maybe not. And I think I know Nolan's take, but for the three of you, sorry, Alex, who have played it, (laughs) um, were you guys like me? And by the end, like you kind of liked Abby more because like I wasn't expecting that to be a thing that would happen to me. And it like hella happened to me, like more, like more Abby. than Ellie. Like you know, it's no contest or whatever. But like <laughs> by the end, I was like rooting for Abby, which was crazy. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, I was definitely rooting for Abby. I think I'll always be Team Ellie, even though if I don't like agree with a lot of the decisions she made. Um, yeah but it's because like i love her so much from the first game and from the second game too um like i even said she didn't make like, didn't always make the right or moral choices um <laughs> you know she, she she's she's going it's... through a lot all right we can we can excuse us. that
4: game that game made me feel like i understand what it's like to be a parent because early on there's that scene with Dana where they're like gonna have sex and I was like she's just a baby (laughs) she's just a baby (laughs) it was fucked up man I,
0: I know I know what you mean because yeah it's not a contest and you know I'll always feel so much for Ellie as a character but you know you're right Frankie when you said they went all out with this I feel like everything about that story in one way or another is about misjudging people or you know you know it's like they don't don't meet your idols Mm. i feel like that game closely examines joel and ellie and the idea of holding up a game character as this like paragon of virtue and it's not like you like fall out of love with them but being confronted with somebody's worst side and then having to reckon with what you feel about them you think when you start the game that it's going to be about a character having to do that because the characters have to do that with Abby and Joel or whatever. I didn't think that it would be a game that would be asking me to do that with Ellie. And that was like the second big twist.
4: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: And it worked so well. Like it, it landed so hard. It was like more emotionally impactful to me than any movie I saw this year. Yeah, oh, yeah. And I we well,
1: watch like, movies, it's, like a, it's like a it's like a little like cheesy like Instagram quote thing or whatever. But it's like you <laughs> know like when you say like falling in love with somebody is is watching them that like that person you knew die like a hundred times, right? As they Oof. change and evolve. Um, yeah. And so I think I, I feel that way with Ally for sure, and I felt mm-hmm. that way as I got to know Abby as well.
4: I just wish that more game directors would do the Neil Druckmann thing and not make a sequel unless they can come up with something new because like yeah. before this game was ever announced he said that he wasn't going to make another one because he told a story he wanted to tell and then he came up with more he wanted to tell and that's great that's a much better yeah. way to do it and this game really thrived because i of also that.
0: i also admire that neil Druckmann was called upon to like set the next chapter in the uncharted world and he just so thoroughly destroyed any chance of nathan drake ever getting another game this <laughs> one game that he got to direct tied up every loose end and just threw it in the gutter but it's don't get me wrong listener uncharted four is a masterpiece but you're not getting an uncharted five <laughs> yeah
1: going back to what janelle said like I, I, on a play watch <laughs> listen um, a lot of Pierce's podcasts. Troy Baker is one of the hosts, and uh, he talked about like I forget where they were. I think they were like somewhere in like the UK or something. Maybe for like an award show, like um, with like, Troy and Neil and some of the team from Lassos and they were like outside a bar, just like taking a smoke break or whatever. And then Neil just like turned to Troy and was like, "I I, I think I got it." I have the next story. He's like, And he's like, no, 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 we can't do this again. Absolutely no. not. He's like, he's like, Troy,
0: I got it. We're going to do it. Just, that's, that's just so cool to me. Have you I guys seen the the clip from the Making of documentary about them filming the scene with Sarah and the soldier? Yeah, the I think we talked about that Last on the spoiler cast one. for part two. We did, so I won't spoil it. Um, I, I guess, listener, go listen to that episode. I think it's pretty good. You might think so, too. <laughs> and we talk about that. So I guess I shouldn't say any more about it because mm-hmm. it'd be a spoiler. As a former already...
2: listener, it is good. Thank you.
0: <laughs> Thank you.
3: Yeah, not considered a friend of the show. Is he a friend of the pod now? He is. Yeah. Yeah.
4: I think that Alex needs to go next. Otherwise, we'll get two more people mentioning The Last of Us. Yes. We need like a yeah. solid. Oh,
3: so do we want to pivot? Like I can go meet you and then Nolan? Sure. Yeah. Share, whatever. You yeah. should go next. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well. I didn't play The Last of Us Part Two because I'm a fake gamer boy. True. Uh, We've been new. Yeah, yeah. Uh, So I will (laughs) go over my two favorites instead. Um, My runner-up this year, and this was actually closer... I'm going to say something later that will almost contradict this, but this was closer than than I thought. I spent a lot of time figuring out which one goes first. Um, My runner-up this year is Animal Crossing New Horizons. Mm -hmm. Nice. I think it is... For some of the things that it did that I wasn't a huge fan of, like, simplify the villagers even more, and, like, you know, reduce, like, drip feed us content every once in a while, I think it's still, like, the best Animal Crossing, and it's the culmination of what Animal Crossing has the capability to be, you know, where it's, you know, they really went ham on the whole, like, dollhouse aspect, where it's, like, you can collect a bunch of furniture and make a a nice little place for you to live and customize your town um and and even though they've been drip feeding content the stuff they've been adding has been like pretty cool um and even little things like you know having having different hairstyles in the game that were not historically represented in uh these games before is 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 great um so i hesitantly call it the, le- the best um animal crossing game for that reason and it was one of my favorites that year because a lot like among us it was a pretty important game you know like it came out right when quarantine started or like a little bit after i remember people being like nintendo needs to release it early to, to keep people inside but like you know it still has some of the nintendo issues where it's online is a hassle and weird but like just being able to, like, see friends in a, not, not in, like, a game, just in, like, a space that you could explore and hang out in was, was super important.
4: Um, that game is my runner-up, runner-up. Oh, okay. <laughs> but for the exact same reasons. Um, I think that game has been incredible. I still play it. On New Year's, I was kind of drunk, and I got on to see my villagers all dancing
0: in my square. Did you see square. it on the New Year's party?
4: <laughs> I just lost it, man. Um... <laughs> It's true, <laughs>
0: just, true. She just started crying. I just lost it. <laughs> um,
4: but yeah, that game certainly does have a lot of issues. But I agree that it has also been very important this year, and it just been nice to have a comfy video game.
3: It's just oh, a good yeah. game, too. Like, yeah, it's just fun. Uh, if no one else has any Animal Crossing thoughts, yeah, I, di-
1: I didn't play that. Come on, my baby. That's oh
3: my god! I only play hard. Like,
1: I, don't, the... I only play hardcore games like Among Us.
3: You've been an Nolan... Animal Crossing hater for as
0: long as I've known you. Mm-hmm. Nolan stopped playing
4: on April 20th.
0: Yeah, I, I stopped playing, like, a little ways in. <laughs> oh, a holiday. Yeah, a holiday, for sure. I, oh, I, I
3: actually I launched exactly... it the other day for the first time in admittedly several months, and I got really sad because there weren't a whole lot of fish and bugs for me to catch because it's winter time, <laughs> and that's, like, my favorite thing to do in that game, so.
4: I still have one of my starter villagers, and, like, I love the dude. The mouse rod, but he, oh, I just want him to fucking rod. go, man. I just want him to go, but I'm <laughs> not gonna like, rock, right? yeah. But I'm I not love... gonna like let a camper take a spot because he was one of my first ones. So I'm I, just I, I, stuck but the with first him. First
0: villagers don't get good houses. I know. Like, yeah, yeah, bad it walk issue. Houses. It sucks. gonna, gonna start go redlining her, her island
3: Do <laughs> <laughs> people do that? Like you have like you remember the black market for the one like e boy cat? That was a big deal.
2: Oh, yeah, yeah, His yeah, name was yeah.
0: Ray. Ray Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That one. Yeah. Um, all I want to say before you move on from Animal Crossing is that I agree with you. It's got the best realization of the dollhouse, like, customization of your living space and whatnot. But uh, I think New Leaf is the better full package it, in every other way. But New Horizons might be the better game. Hard to say. But come on. The Main Street, the Main Street theme and all that stuff from New Leaf and the little little shops you got and the nook place turning from a little you know brick and mortar into a convenience store that's a big loss in New Horizons. Yeah, they really
4: have like kind of fucked up with not adding anything new building-wise since the game came out.
0: The gameplay loop is the best it's been though. Like in, in 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 like a purely borderline arcade tactile feel New Horizons is a completely new level for Animal Crossing. It's it's so satisfying to play. I just didn't play it for more than a couple months before I thought I had sort of felt it, and I I was done. But that's just me.
4: Yeah, Alex, I feel like I know what your twenty twenty game of the year is. Oh, I I sure do. Yeah, yeah.
0: It's it it, it's Hades.
3: Yeah, my twenty twenty game of the year is Hades. Hades is a perfect video game.
0: It's really good. And like
3: every it does everything, right? It's it's honestly impressive. Like it is just it, it's it's flawless. This is like a top 10 all-time game for me, I feel like. Like it just does everything that it needs to do so impossibly incredibly well. And and it's hard for me to like. And and, I'm, and I and I said this. I'm saying this trying not to overhype it if that makes sense, but like it just it's just a wonderful experience like i i I had a whole episode where i i kind of talked about it because uh super giant was was kind enough to send us review codes but it's just it's it's a flawless video game i really sincerely believe this might be like one of the best games ever made
4: it it didn't land with me not because it's not a good game but like for like mental health reasons sure so i can definitely see why people love that game so much like it's it's really fun and it's one of those games that like even though i don't like it i wish i liked it more because people like you just talk so much about how great it is and it makes me really excited but here we are i guess yeah
3: I think it's interesting that you mentioned that the mental health issues kept you from that game, because for me, part of that was like, and it also came out at a very good time, officially, it had been in early access in like 2019, but it came out this year, and it was very much just like, the message and theme of that game is like, keep going. You can, you have the power to overpower anything, it doesn't matter how long it takes, you can, you can do it, right?
2: Mm Mm-hmm.
0: Dylan, you played this game this year too, right?
2: Yes, I started playing it like about 10 days ago. I was tr- oh. I was trying to escape before this before this podcast, <laughs> but then work How got kind of crazy guy? the last few days. Um I've gotten to the third level and I'm like 11 hours in. Okay, nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I've I put in a good amount. I love Hades. I think it's super fun. I wasn't expecting to love it because I feel like I'm more into like not to be that guy, but like AAA like high budget single player experiences mm-hmm. I don't know but then like Hades I was like the gameplay loop is very addicting I think it's very fun I just love like listening to podcasts and also just like playing through Hades for like an hour or two hours while I also just like listen to the, like the great soundtrack Um and I also just like the way that each run can be different because you'll get different power ups and you can use different weapons and there's always one weapon that gives you a bit more XP a, a bit more like purple mm-hmm. currency so me i'm like i'm like i have to use that one because it'll be the most time efficient so then i go and i grab it and then, then because i can't just use the same weapon every time it makes me get it it makes me not be able just to just achieve the game i have to get actually good at it and i have gotten a lot better i was really bad at the beginning because i'm not good at video games and
3: the best part about hades is that being bad at hades just means you get to experience more hades like what makes that game special is not even the wonderful gameplay. It's everything else. Like you mentioned AAA video games. This has all of the best things about AAA video games. You have like top of the line, like voice acting and music and storytelling, but cuts out all of the fluff. Like, you know, we don't need hyper-realistic animations or people to slave for like seven days a week or whatever over it, right? Like Mm -hmm. it has every, that's what I mean when I say it's perfect. Like it just does everything right.
0: To me the real the real masterstroke that Hades uses is that your character build is being changed with every like 60 seconds basically. Yeah, um you're just yeah. con- you're constantly getting new car you know it's not literally a deck builder but for met- metaphorically speaking you are constantly adding cards to your deck with every single room. So not only is the gameplay loop satisfying on its own but it's also being remixed all the time, and by the time you get far enough to, like Dylan is saying, you know, he's on the third world, you can get to the third world, and even if you plan to get there the same way, you won't get there the same way, because all of a sudden you're accidentally playing a build that rewards uh, dodging close to an enemy's hitbox or something, and then your whole playstyle is different. It's great. So. It's a good pick. Yeah. Good pick for game of the Year. I would
2: very highly recommend it to anyone. It probably yeah. would have been like in my top five games I've played this year.
0: If yeah, if, yeah we had a, if we had a top ten, might be might be my might be my number six or five. Maybe. Well I'm sorry. It's really, no, it's then... really good.
3: In a podcast with so many wrong people, but you know, I'm learning <laughs> to live with it. It's fine.
4: This is this is the Last of Us podcast now. It
2: is worth mentioning that Alex has not played Last of Us Part Two and has not finished Final Fantasy Seven Remake. That's true. It's
0: That's true. true. But I didn't have a,
3: I I not have anything to say about a Last of Us Part Two. I got shit to say about what I played of Seven Remake. <laughs> oh. um, yeah,
1: I have I haven't played Hades, but Dylan bought it for me for Hanukkah, which is very nice of him, and I will play that. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm.
3: Wait, oh. is that? Yeah.
0: It's just so it's so good, and Alex, Alex, you know, said the voice acting is high production quality. You know, it's also just brilliant acting. Yeah, that's, that's the that's great.
4: So I we did, talked about my runners up a lot already. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah, my like number two is The Last of Us Part Two, and I was I was like, Haha, no one's gonna talk about Animal Crossing. That's <laughs> that's the one I'll talk about. But here we are. So. Uh, My game of the year is Yakuza 7. Yes. Yeah. Oh, Uh, really? Oh, my God. It is by far the best Yakuza game. They have improved literally every single aspect of those games to create this beautiful Dragon Quest-inspired masterpiece.
0: They finally topped Yakuza 0.
4: It finally topped Yakuza 0, which is crazy because that game is... Perfect. It only took them almost. three years.
0: So, that's not actually, actually, if you think of it as like the game that came out after five, that's not so bad. No. It just means they're getting damn good. They made the first five Yakuza games. They were all great, right? They got better every time, except for five is worse than four. It's a different podcast episode. Maybe we'll do it at a different time. <laughs> but then they come out with Yakuza six. It's Incredible. A come out with Yakuza zero. That's a it's a banger. Kiwami one and two. Great. Judgment. Amazing. Now we're here at seven.
4: I. I was hesitant because they not only got rid of the main protagonist, Kiryu Kazuma, but they also changed the combat.
3: It's just a different genre of video game now. Like, but it basically. doesn't
4: feel like it at all.
0: It's simultaneously... I'm not trying to hijack this from you. I'm just... Spoilers to the listener. This is our game. This is both of our game of the year. Yeah, it's incredible. So I'm, I'm, I'm going to be here with you, if that's okay.
4: Yeah, I'll, I welcome. Okay. <laughs> okay.
0: <laughs> Yakuza is 7 is not just a remix of the Yakuza games, it's weird. It remixes and changes everything while also being seemingly the culmination of all the things they had attempted to do in other different small ways in every other Yakuza game.
4: I um, I tweeted this a few weeks ago. Maybe you guys saw it. But it manages to confront the things that Cyberpunk 2077 tries to talk about so much better like across the board, it talks about, we haven't finished this game yet. Um, It looks like it's really long. Um, We've played so many hours of it and I see no end in sight. So, so far the way that they've talked about like women in the sex industry and class divide and familial ties, all of these things have just been so meaningful in this game and so well done. The representation so far has been great. The mini games are fucking awesome. It has one of my favorite versions of Pac-Man I've ever played by way of you riding a bike, having to get cans because you're homeless <laughs> for a little bit. Um, It's just fucking incredible. And you don't have to have played any of the other ones to pick up this game. You'd probably get a little bit more out of it, but it's supposed to be a fresh start and it definitely feels like it. And the protagonist is so goddamn lovable. It's He's great unbelievable
0: his name is number
4: right? one yeah he's yeah.
0: literally number one yeah
3: <laughs> i i was listening to a podcast it was the uh the dad and sons podcast by a couple of, of famous video game people um and one of the things that they brought up that they really liked was that canonically ichiban loves the video game dragon quest mm-hmm. and they got permission from square enix to name drop dragon quest and make dragon quest like, references a lot yeah not just yeah, once yeah yeah um But I guess in one of the earlier fights, one of your companions is like... Because it's a turn-based game. They're like, why do you keep letting them hit you? And Ichiban's like, well, that's only fair, right? Plus, it's like Dragon Quest. We each take our turn.
4: (laughs) Yeah. Like, what makes him such a good person is that he... Like, very, very early game, like, prologue spoilers. He doesn't join the Yakuza because he wants to, like, you know, get money from people and beat people up. It's that, like... Uh, a head Yakuza guy kind of saved his life and he was just like this random kid who name dropped him and yet he just like came and saved him and that was really is, meaningful for him so he he joined the head Yakuza guy it's complicated it's a okay. new character yeah, it's a new it's a new character okay okay um so like his whole thing is that he just wants to be like a hero and help people and he just talks about that constantly and in the combat he there's this moment where he's like did you guys just see all these enemies change? And they were like, no, what the fuck are you talking about? They,
0: like enemies, like you'll, you'll get into a fight with Guy at Punk's in the street and then one of them will be like nine feet tall with a giant like spike bat or something. <laughs> they all look like Fist of the North Star villains, basically. Yeah, it's
4: incredible. His whole life is just centered around how much he loves Dragon Quest and it's so good. So yeah, fun.
0: and by making it a party-based game... Like, what they have done, the Yakuza games were always about being part of a community and about helping people with whatever talents or skills you have. But by making it a party of four, rather than a lone warrior type of thing, they have injected into the tone of Yakuza this this, this constant comforting presence of friendship. It's, you're just, you're just with your buds all the time and everything you do you remember why Pe- people said final fantasy 15 is great except for all the parts that aren't just hanging out with your buds <laughs> but yakuza 7 is better than final fantasy 15 for hanging out with your buds and it's also a brilliant game so Top that square it, it
4: takes the Bioware thing and then just fucking runs with it and does it better than any Bioware game ever has. Wait,
3: wait what, what's back up a little? What's the Bioware thing?
4: Like having this group that you can talk to on the street and like do things with. Yeah. Ah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And uh, probably we we can't say anymore without bloating the show, but spo- well, I shouldn't announce anything. Maybe spoiler cast in the future? I don't know. Possibly.
4: It's still a new game. Still a new game. Still a new game.
0: Yeah. Well anything else
4: no do i have to
2: have played the other yakuza games to play seven
4: no um it would help though i mean like it would
2: could i just watch (laughs) a everything you need to know about yakuza 7 (laughs) from ign
4: no absolutely not
0: you wouldn't you wouldn't need to yakuza 7 is it's it's um it's not even called yakuza Seven. First of all, I, I guess we've been giving it the misnomer. It's called *Yakuza* Seven in Japan. In America, it's called *Yakuza: Like a Dragon*. It's not numbered,
2: oh, so
3: it's okay.
0: it's a it's an it's essentially a reboot, um, but n- it's not canonically a reboot. But like they're marketing it as one, and the game is essentially divorced from like y- y- any requisite knowledge. But well, also, there's so much fan service in it that you would still be... Like, it's sort of like Final Fantasy VII, Like, right? all of the
4: games take place over, like, actual years. So there's, like, a real history following these games. And, yeah. like, you know, the main um, Yakuza clans, like, if you know who they are, that adds, like, a little bit of shock when you find out certain things at the beginning. But if you don't, it doesn't matter either.
0: Basically, Dylan, imagine if eight Final Fantasy games took place exclusively... In Wall Market, over the span of forty years, but and I'm and, I, and I'm not talking about a giant expanded version of Wall Market. I'm talking about just that size, <laughs> a really a tiny little three-block radius. But you get to see it from 1988 gentrified all the way into 2020, and the people who live their lives there, and the way it changes and how they adapt to it. That's the Yakuza that series, lit. basically. It's, it's really it's, good. It's incredibly cool. lit. Yeah. 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 But, just say, uh, yeah, I feel like I can
1: I can I can already I know why this game we're saying so much with Nolan. You just said it's about a guy who just like loves Dragon Quest. It's like, yeah, it's just that's just Nolan.
4: <laughs> yeah, and like yeah. they always drink like fancy whiskey that Nolan's like, oh, no. oh my god. I love that whiskey. Dude, seriously? <laughs>
0: like, okay. In 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 Persona 5, the way that you hang out at a coffee and curry shop, the version of that in Yakuza 7 is you hang out at a jazz and karaoke bar with, like, high-class whiskey. And rather than having social links with your characters or, like, dates or whatever, you have what the game calls drink links. So when you level up your character to a certain bond level, it unlocks the ability to go back to this jazz bar and sit down and drink whiskey with them and have them talk about their life with you. It's that's amazing. it's the most Nolan fucking sentence I've ever heard in my entire it's, life. Yeah. It's, it's awesome.
4: So, Nolan, I know that's your game of the year, but what was your follow-up game of the year?
0: So my runner-up like on a ranked list number two is the last of us part two because that that game is is the one of the best things to come out this year uh but because that game has been talked to death i want to highlight my runner-up to the runner-up which is kentucky route zero which i realize released episodically but the final episode in that game and uh Simultaneously with the final episode of that game, the only version of that game you could purchase that contained all of the content, like when it came out on consoles, basically. Yeah, it was kind of like Early Access. It came out this year, left Early Access, in like January or something like that. And um, that game, Alex, I'm I'm sure, can vouch for me here, and so can you have been watching me play, is a very strange, surreal adventure game about like, I don't know man, it's it's like a magical realist road trip into the heart of America on this weird underground highway and the game's plot is a lot more like reading a, a book or like a short story anthology than playing a video game. It's like more like a tonal, I don't know. I don't, I, it's hard to talk about because you don't want to say anything about it and spoil it, yeah, but yeah, it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's masterfully well done. Um, especially if you're interested in Americana, especially if you're interested in the idea of like decay, uh, economic decline, just sort of the gradual slipping of people's faith in the American dream is like a big thing in this game. Mm-hmm. The soundtrack is all very,
3: like, gospel-y, blue-jazzy, too, and it all, like, links in wonderfully with, like, what they're talking about, what's going yeah. on in the story, you know?
0: It's and, and you can play it in nice bite-sized chunks. It, it's in five episodes. You could play it, like, Janelle and I have been playing it an episode or, or two a night. Um, they're all only a couple hours long. Um, and there's some weird, like, th- the great thing about games like this that, that don't have a, a big studio, you know, with a publisher forcing their hand is... The Kentucky Route Zero gets weird with the things it does. One of the mid-act interludes—it's optional. You don't—you don't have to play it. It didn't even come out until all five acts were already out. But in between acts two and three, you can optionally inhabit a first-person scene where you're an actor on stage in a play where you don't have any lines. Your only job is to listen to the other actors talk, but your head movements are given stage directions like the game will say you the barfly glances at your newspaper remembers an old love thinks about why it went wrong looks into their drink glances left glances right and you do these things and then you're just like watching a play from this vantage point and then in between the acts of the play you get to read reviews of the play you get to read the dramaturgical notes from the director the set designer sitting next to you it's weird and it goes on for like an hour and there's things in that game like that all over the place that you wouldn't be able to get away with um, without this sort of like experimental philosophy. So I don't, I don't know. It's good. Che- check it out. It's cheap. It's like 15 bucks. It's worth it. Oh. It's, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I <laughs> that got also... you <laughs> interested. So.
4: I now you're that... talking my language. I know I like joked that Shenmue was the worst game that came out this year, but in the spirit of best games that came out, um, can I test the waters on what's actually the worst game to come out this year?
0: Shenmu Shenmue 3
4: no cyberpunk 2077 Ooh. the last episode that we recorded i was pretty positive on and nolan was pretty positive on alex had already been kind of done with it i'm with alex I'm, always I'm right with i'm you always dude. right you are not but this time you were and i almost didn't tell you that i felt this way because i didn't want you to be right <laughs> <laughs> but um yeah worst game 2020 it started bad with shenmue ended Worse with Cyberpunk. Not uh, well. I don't
3: think it's fair to compare Cyberpunk to Shenmue, though, because Cyberpunk is, like...
4: No, of course not, but they both, like, were bad games that capped yeah, the sure, year, sure. you know?
3: What are you playing it on? PC. PC.
1: And it's still yeah. bad? It's... It,
3: I, I said this in the the thing earlier. It's not out by the time I'm recording this, but, like, the issues with that game cannot be fixed by just bug fixes. It yeah, is it, just kind of bad to its core. It,
0: it it runs it runs beautifully. It looks beautiful. I've not encountered well, any major glitches. Uh it looks beautiful for me. Um but it is it's so weird like beyond the surface of it, which is why it works so perfect. I had played it for like 30 hours at the time, which sounds like a lot, but for a big RPG like that it's it's not really. And it felt like wow, this game has so much potential. But when you peel back the plastic far enough to realize that you have already seen the extent of the loop and it's not going to change, it's like, yeah. oh, I thought yeah. that I was being lured, you know, lulled into like something coming together, but it's, it's just not, it's not going to. So there are it, neat it
3: ideas and themes, but none of it ever gets fleshed out enough for me to say that this saves the game.
1: Yeah. So then is Cyberpunk 2077 the most overhyped game of all time?
3: Yes. Yeah. Oh, yes. yeah. It's yes. up there. Like, it has, be, it's not it, at Has it
1: passed no, no Man's Sky? It passed yes. Shenmue
3: 3. It passed. <laughs> has it passed, like, but ha- let's go further. <laughs> is it No passed, Man's like, Sky? good now, like, like, Yeah, it? yeah, yeah but, it is,
1: yeah. Uh, but for the time.
3: Yeah. Yeah. yeah I gotcha. don't know, I man. I mean, look back at, like, The Bouncer, which was another Namura game that everyone was really right. excited for, which was bad, you know? Like, I don't know if it's the most overhyped game, but I it, it deserves to be on the list. The most over-hyped I think the game most
2: overhyped game is Fast and Furious Crossroads. Nobody ever you. anywhere
3: was ever excited for that game at any point anywhere in the world. Or hey, Dylan
2: was. Hey, yeah, dude, it capped the game awards. Oh my god, <laughs> I I think that, that was the big announcement that they were like, we, like you know, like if you're writing a screenplay. Your hook has to be good, and your ending has to be good. The Game Awards was like, we got the ending covered. You we know got what our, the best part. We got Vin coming out. They were very openly like,
3: it was supposed to be Half-Life Alex, but Valve pulled out because they were like, no. it's not ready yet. We can't show it. Yeah. And so that's the best that they could come up with.
0: Jeff Keighley was like, everybody loved when we announced Joker for Smash, but I can do better. <laughs> 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 I know. I know what I can do. Okay, guys. Mm-hmm. Guys, we okay. have
4: like five minutes. Can you guys give me ten seconds of like? Uh, just a good game you played this year that wasn't made in 2020. Or that didn't come out in 2020. That, like, really stood out to you. I know uh, um, Dylan's been crying over Kingdom Hearts or whatever. Well, <laughs> no, 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 no. Wow. That was
2: <laughs> that was because I was in a state where I could barely function.
4: I see. Uh, but,
2: okay, so, like I said, I beat 20 games this year. I'd beaten, like, six, seven total of my life he- heading into this year. And the, my favorite game that I finished this year was Uncharted 4
0: so so good just
2: like nolan said it is a masterpiece and it made me cry and
0: it was amazing
4: yeah. Dude, I, spider-man I 2018 play,
0: was close second i get to play crash bandicoot in that game so it's 10 out of 10
4: fuck yeah fuck yeah that's part of uncharted 4 um, i also played that game this year and it's good um mine i have to shadow the colossus and metal gear solid 3 yes. Ooh,
1: shadow the colossus God. speaking to my yeah. heart
4: Yeah, um, it was a really good year for me playing old games and uh, watching The Godfather. That's my game of the year. Did you play play the
1: the PS4 version or PS2, PS3? We played the
0: PS4 version.
4: Okay. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. As long,
1: as long as you didn't play the PS3 version. Not that you would have in the year twenty twenty, but as long as you didn't play that version, <laughs> you're fine. Hey,
4: um, really quick, I called my grandpa months ago and we were talking about it, and he straight up was like, Which version are you playing? <laughs> what the fuck? You
0: knew about the ports? Wow. Yeah,
4: yeah, he even was like, So <laughs> really? so what's Nolan playing cyberpunk on? So yeah. I don't I don't know Damn, man. On the other
0: Whoa. on the other side of the coin, I felt I felt respected by your grandpa when you said Nolan's playing Doom and he said, The original Ib games? Or the the new ones, and I thought, I feel respected. And he thinks I would appreciate <laughs> um, the original Dooms. I was saying, I, I'm, <laughs> I'm
1: shocked that the Doom Eternal has not come up on this show at all so
0: far. <laughs> we didn't. Nobody played I mean, it. Unfortunately. Yeah. I, yeah, I haven't I'm half downloaded. Of... I'm sure. I'm sure it's fantastic. I'm sure it's well, great.
3: Well, I've heard mixed things about it. Uh, I, I keep putting it off. I'm the one who sings the praises of Doom all the time, but right. I've heard great. some mixed things. Alec. What about you guys? Best, yeah, what about you guys? Best game you played. Uh I have two real quick and they're both cheating because they're both games that came out in Japan but this is the first time they got an English translation. Uh Moon and uh Mr. Driller Drillland. Well, they're not cheating. It's really just it's d- the
0: the the criteria here is just games that you played this year that you liked. That's it.
3: Okay. Well, in that case yeah. those are those are two of them. Moon I've talked I had a whole podcast episode where I talked about it. Yeah. Um, I
4: liked your piece on that. Your little bit on mm-hmm. that. You may moon by that game. Yeah.
3: Yeah, Moon's really cool. I think you would really enjoy that game. Transfer Driller Drill Tim the... Rogers. Yeah, yeah, Tim <laughs> Rogers is a he's a great guy. Um, but Mr. Driller Drill Land is is kind of this weird inverse Tetris where you are a little a little man with a drill and you have to drill through blocks and like they link together and then disappear. So it's a it's a challenge of how deep you can go without having blocks fall on you and while getting enough air capsules to like dig deeper. Um, It was supposed to originally, like, many, many years ago, be, like, the sequel to the video game Dig Dug, but they just decided it was different enough to make it its own game. Fuck
4: yeah, dude.
3: Yeah, so it's Dig (laughs) Dug-esque.
4: Yes! I've never heard of this. (laughs) I'm really excited about this. It's wonderful.
3: Uh, Yes! Uh, Jeremy Parrish has a really good video about it. I don't know if you guys know him. He does a lot of retrospectives on, like, NES and SNES games, but he has one about this, this originally GameCube game that's really cool.
4: Hell
0: yeah! There you go. Did, you, did everyone already go? Um, I guess I Frankie haven't hasn't gone, gone yet. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. For
1: games I played this year that didn't come out this year, I'm pretty sure. The I mean, the, only one could have yeah the only one would be the last of us part one i'm pretty sure um which i talked a lot about that one i want to give a quick shout out to fall guys i know you guys talked about it on your one episode yeah. oh yeah um yeah. i love fall guys um, i had so much fun with fall, fall guys. guys at its peak was so much fun it ended up getting absolutely steamrolled by among us um <laughs> yeah. like, the only, like the only thing that could, that could stop the fall guys momentum was the biggest game of the year um so shout out to another like small development team um with a, with a huge hit success um
4: like weeks after like a week after alex was like this game is going to be like the game for the next decade at least among us became the game and for the next it. decade yeah, yeah and any, yeah. any yeah. hopes yeah. of that
1: and then the updates for fall guys weren't like they were a little slow and weren't that great i mean there's not a whole lot of money behind it so what you, you can expect but also like man, we have we have pea brain like i have a tension span of a goldfish <laughs> right so like yeah I haven't, I haven't played season two really or season three um but i love that first game um i was so much fun to play with friends we got on like every night for like weeks just trying to collect yeah. crowns that was so yeah. much fun um
3: yeah if we're talking about multiplayer games real quick i want to throw a shout out to valorant i've been yes, having a lot valorant. of fun with valorant yeah. valorant is is a very very good multiplayer game that is hindered by its. Awful, like fucking rootkit anti-cheat system that just takes control of your entire computer for no reason, just because. So. Oh, and by the way, uh, there's, s- by the way, there's still, like, there's
1: still a
2: huge hacking problem in the game. So I'd just like to. Oh, cool.
3: So it just didn't work at all. <laughs> yeah. There was no need for it. Yeah. Well, you um, see,
2: it's there to punish you if you use the Odin. That's true.
3: <laughs> yeah, yeah. If you use like the I DCS do one exclusively.
0: Yeah,
4: yeah. Nolan, did you give yours?
0: No, but they are. Disco Elysium, fuck yeah, which is an awesome game and everyone should play it. It's an RPG without combat and it, and it works. It's great. And
4: and communism.
0: Yeah, there's some communism in there. The developers are openly, <laughs> a lot of communism. The, 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 the developers are like openly, flagrantly communist. And they uh,
3: thanked Marx and Engels at their game awards. And too. it only <laughs>
0: improves the game. So I'll say, uh, but um, second is Trails in the Sky, which is. An, 2004 game i think by falcom you guys ever heard of like trails of cold steel the games yeah, coming no. yeah it's it's like the precursor to that it's fun i don't love it i don't have a lot to say about it it's like a cute it's just like a fun cute jrpg but i really like it, it made me happy made me smile i'd like that's to play all that's what you need in these more, trying times. more of those i like the music but yeah Dis- disco elysiums is also is also great it took me a couple tries to get into It's just like a very dense game, but like stick it out, listener! It might take you a couple tries too, because it's... it's... Or like, you know, I don't know whether you like Trails in the Sky. You can email us at emeraldgamescast at gmail.com. You can tweet us at odegamescast on Twitter. And in the meantime, I've been Nolan. With me has been...
4: Uh, Joel from The Last of Us. Oh, no.
0: <laughs> and also... Uh,
3: Zagreus from Hades.
0: And, of course, returning friend of the show. Uh... Uh, I'm also Joel from uh, The Last <laughs> <laughs> Oh no, it's like that, that movie. I found you, faker. <laughs> Double ganger. And then also, brand new friend um, of the show. Yeah, I am Tifa. <laughs> there you go. Hell yeah, dude. And then, listener, send us an email about your opinion <laughs> on Crash Bandicoot 4. Until next time. See you later. Bye.